scales former professional basketball player our st louis crowd obviously knows him as an lhs legend you've played college hoops as well uh let's just before we dive into some hosting duties as we will do here on winging it cam great to get you on and kind of talk about your basketball career so um thanks for having me on first of all this is great i usually i love listening to you guys and watching you guys on youtube so it's great um started playing basketball when i was five i won't give you the whole Elementary middle school spiel is too long. I played everywhere, went to AAU Nationals, did all that. But um, so fun fact, actually, with Coach Allen and Coach Landler, who um, aren't coaches there at Lafayette anymore, first time I actually was introduced to them was when I was in eighth grade. And I used to go to the camps and the camps at Lafayette were okay. They weren't the most challenging, but they would always make me play up a year. And so all week, you would do drills and do stuff, but the only five-on-five action you really got was on Friday for their little, like, all-star game when, like, everybody, elementary through high school, everybody gets in. And so the game went to overtime or something like that, and I'm playing up in age with, like, the older kids. So, like, everybody my age had, like, gone back to the sidelines, and they, like, let me stay on the court. And so I think it was in them going to, like, sudden death, and we had an inbounds play, and – I kind of just like disregarded the play, got caught the ball in the corner, shot it like contested three for the win, and I won it. And it was just like one of those like weird moments. It was like all the little kids came up running to me. I was like, this is so hilarious because I'm like, this is not a big deal at all, but everybody knew about it. But Lamer and Allen were running the camps, and they kind of came up to me and were like, you know, we think you're going to be a really good player for us and all that. So it gave me a little bit of a confidence boost. Like, okay, at least the varsity coaches know. Sure. So then freshman year – I uh freshman tryouts actually, which was kind of like uh after football season with Jack. Remember that at what was it, Rockwood Valley or something like that? I think I caught and broke my ankle, but that's a different story. I think I was there for one day of the tryout at the freshman level, and then they brought myself and Garrett Steins up um, for the rest of the tryouts for JV. So I'm like, okay, I'll be playing JV my my freshman year. And obviously Evan and all of you guys were up, um, whatever. And so that right there was it was cool i wanted to play varsity as a freshman obviously i wasn't going to i was too small i don't even think i was good enough yet i think i could have like sat the bench maybe but they had a good team that year and so pretty much after um my sophomore year of aau was kind of like when everything kind of started rolling a little bit more i started getting more athletic um i was growing more and interest was coming and so by the time my senior year came around I had a, I had some interest in a lot of places but I wasn't fully healthy and I didn't have the looks that I nearly necessarily wanted I should say and so then I go JUCO for a year and then long story happens end up not being super healthy and then um, some years go by end up playing football and then so I make my way back to Lindenwood playing football join the basketball team and then kind of from there is kind of just when a different direction of my college career went and started playing basketball and then ended at Lindenwood. 
graduated, did one more bonus year because of COVID at Maryville. Right. Which, and um, and then after that, it was kind of like uh, I had to make something, you know, out of nothing kind of because I'm already playing Division two. And it's not like my team went all late to the national tournament. I had all these eyes on me. So I'm going to different camps and stuff and these pro showcases and I'm doing well in them, but I'm not really, I'm not really getting the results that I would want. And a lot of these camps and exposure camps are, you know, you pay a bunch of money and you go. And if you you know, do well, then you might get a look. And if not, then, oh, well, you know, they just got 40 or 50 guys to pay $340 a piece. It's just nice. Yeah. Little- so I've, you know, I'm working, I'm literally like working on the interior of a house doing like, just like basically like home remodeling. And I get a call from my agent and was like, okay, a team from Ireland wants to speak to you. And I'm like, well, when he's like, the owner is about to call you in like five minutes. So I'm like, oh shit. Like, all right. And so we talk on the phone and they speak, you know, good, you know, clear English, Irish yeah. accent all the way, like stereotypical. And he was like, well, and I think it was like a Monday or Tuesday they called me and they wanted me to play in that game on a Saturday. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so he calls me and was like, well, how uh, how close are you um, to New York? And I'm like, oh, that's like a day and a half drive or like, like a, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, well, we want to fly you out of New York on uh, Thursday. And I'm like, holy crap. And so I literally packed all my stuff up, got my stuff together, said bye to like as many people as I could within those like two days. And then I went and that situation, I don't want to be super long winded on it, but it just wasn't good. I texted Jack about it a bunch. Um, And while I was over there, it just, the team wasn't, I mean, the team, the team just wasn't a pro club and there were the quality of players and the coaching. It just wasn't, it just wasn't what I was expecting to go over and and, and do. And so it's just kind of one of those things where like I, I waited so long for something to happen and it finally comes and you think, oh, it's my big break, whatever. And then it kind of just like falls on its face. And so you pick up from there and you learn from it and, you know, I'll grow and I'll, con- you know, continue to do what I'm doing. And, you know, maybe this summer coming around, you know, something else happens. And if not, then it's all right. And yeah, if I can give a little backstory on my, Friendship with Cam, I don't think he's given himself enough credit. He was – Cam's the best athlete I know, or I knew growing up. Everyone knew the last name Scales, the Cameron Scales. Yes. And, you know, our relationship was like – Cam was the star athlete, but, like, he ran with the rest of us who was like – like, I was the second-string center on football. Cam wanted me to be the – but I wasn't. And then, like, basketball, like – so all the coaches are looking at us like we're the bad influence on him and stuff like that. <laughs> all this funny stuff. Like, I'll never forget this time – I was always front row of the super fans for basketball and Cam blocks this kid and comes over and like gets on his chest, <laughs> like right in front of my face. And Lambert just immediately pointed him to the bench. And like, oh, just no. little like that is just so funny. But yeah, like honestly, like best like sports mind I know in terms of like, no, just another quick story, like football, Eureka kept running the same fucking pass across the middle and he's standing behind coach Voss and he's like, they're, they're going to run that again. They're going to run that again. He's like, I'll call the defense. And Cam's like, all right. And they run it again. So, you know, if down the line, I think Cam should definitely uh, look at being a coach. That's always been my my thought. But 
No, Cam, that's what I'm saying, too, is like you were always an athlete. And like you said, you were rising through the ranks as, you know, my two minutes per game were already evaporating. So you jumped in and I kind of saw you grow as like you talked about you were a sophomore, you know, playing with your brother, Evan, who we love. We've had on the podcast too, uh, talking business. And it's Mm -hmm. like uh, and then I kind of graduated and then you took off. Right. But it shows really a lot about your character, too, how you were willing to say you took that leap of faith at least went and got that experience, even if it wasn't a great experience overseas. And like you said, you live and learn. Right. Um, And I appreciate that because even a lot of people will tell me, and I'm sure you get it so much. That's so funny. But like people will be like, oh my God, did you have a podcast? How do I start? Or how do I do this? Or what should I get? And what what should I talk about? And it's like, you just kind of, kind of, you just got to do it. Right. Like you got to do it. And that's kind of the thing with my basketball career Kind of like I was explaining, like when I went to Lindenwood, it wasn't on a basketball scholarship. Like I was going to Lindenwood to play football and mm-hmm. Scott Manziera puts in a good word to the assistant coach that he knows well. So I show up two weeks out of a football season at a trial on a Friday at 9 a.m. And they're like, OK, roll out the ball and do some work. And then one of the kids on the team uh, who's like the second leading scorer, they're like, are oh, you going to play him five on five after I'm like dog tired? And I remember I won one of the spots and then he beat me on like the restroom because I was so tired. But at, after that little tryout, I went to that practice later that day and literally never looked back. And so mm. I kind of just took it into my own hands after like some health things that didn't go my way that, you know, just were unfortunate, whatever. I just kind of had to look at myself in the mirror and be like, you got to do something. And uh, if you want to make something of yourself with your sports career, it's going to, it's going to just be up to you. There's no coach in my ear. There's nobody in my ear to tell me, you know, to keep going. Everybody was like, well, you've done enough. You've been through enough. You can hang it up. But, you know, I just wanted to have that fulfillment at least. Yeah. It's crazy. I did not know that about the injuries too. And that's tough. That's something that's basically out of your control is like, you know, ended up hindering you a little bit. Yeah, he uh that's a, actually a huge part. I mean, the, the dude snapped his leg, I'll never forget it at uh like one of our like uh the jamboree, like the football scrimmages. Whoa. And like I mean it got so bad that he got like infected, right? Like they were mm. like so sophomore year when I broke my leg, that was soft. So like Dilly, if you remember, I didn't really even practice that much coming into that sophomore year. And I think I missed the first game. And then like halfway through that season, I played literally on like on like one leg. It was terrible. Mm. I ended up needing surgery actually in college my, after my freshman after my freshman year I ended up needing surgery on my left leg um because of some infection but that had been caused by just like I don't even know what it had been caused by but I ended up having three surgeries on my uh on my femur in 2016 in like July, September and like November and so that kind of like wiped me out. And so I really like wasn't even in school. So a lot of people ask me like, how the hell are you still in school? I'd be like, dude, there was like a, a semester or like a, a whole year in a semester where like I wasn't even taking like like six or seven credits like a semester. Yeah. I had the extra time and, you know, shit happens, but sure. bounce back from it. But yeah, that was a that's kind of like a big pivot in my life right there was that like summer 2016. And you also, I mean, speaking of taking another leap, like you, you're you into podcasting now, too. You've yeah. got the setup. You've got the voice. I've checked out your stuff, your clips, your podcast. Looks great. I if I, I think I've got this right. It's a, a pop culture playbook, which I yeah. love for a name. 
Um, so find that on Instagram and TikTok. And then it's Cameron.scales on Instagram and Cameron underscore scales on Twitter for all those hot takes you like, right? Uh, talk about the podcast a little bit, Cam, and what you've done with that. Um, the podcast has been, it's been great. It's actually been one of the more fun things that I've gotten into myself in the past like year because I probably started the podcast with, um, with my friend Justin, who, um, you know, obviously he, he was on here for a bunch of episodes. And the thing is about the podcasting that I love so much is that it's just it's just you and you have so much control over it. And whatever you want to do with it, just do it. And I find myself like not tr- being able to engage in a lot of things outside of sports only because just the sensitivity that you do have to have for certain things. And, you know, I don't want to jump on something that, you know, I don't have that much knowledge on and I just, you know, spit something out there and it's just kind of makes me look ignorant. But I mean, one day, as far as like how I started, I just kind of, I was just an, always a podcast listener. Like, right. I, I will enjoy watching podcasts. I listen to them. I could go a whole day without listening to music and just listen to podcasts all day. It's fine with me. And so I just like one day I was just like, maybe I can just try it. And after I got over the fact of how my, my voice sounds and hearing it recording back, I was just like, all right, this actually isn't too bad. In the first probably year that I was podcasting, I didn't even do video. I didn't even think about it. And I was just like, let me perfect just trying to like find my voice and my cadence and how I talk and all of this stuff. And so I really just am in the process of, trying to perfect it and i'm never gonna perfect it but if i can just be a little bit better at everything a little bit better with my clips a little bit more engaging with my content because i can talk about one incident for three minutes but i know i can't post a three minute clip and so i'll try to record something for like a minute and a half or maybe even two minutes and cut it down to a minute or even cut it down to like 45 seconds and that's pretty much been the biggest challenge for me because i love editing that's almost more fun than being in front of the camera, I almost think being behind it and producing and editing all that stuff is actually more fun. And so getting better at that is always going to be a challenge because I'll see videos on YouTube and guys are using all these color schemes and all this stuff. And I'm just like, damn, like what the hell? <laughs> As I keep doing it, I find myself using those same type of like transitions or effects or different just styles of making clips. Like some clips would just be the, of me talking. And then like the last clip I had of, um, when I was talking about the world versus USA and all-star game, it was like a bunch of clips and I could see how different screen changes and like different types of stuff and engagement is just a little bit different than just us talking. And so that's kind of like my biggest challenge. And I want to go back to just audio because I think that's just the, the most pure form of podcasting is just, you know, not the editing, not, you know, a whole bunch of topics, but being able to have a concise conversation that you know is not all over the place and within 30 to 45 minutes that's kind of like what i originally like doing yeah it's funny you mentioned that too i mean it's all it's it's crazy the space i love being creative you said it i like it just being you and the audience i also like bringing in and talking to people um yeah like i i imagine like just looking back at my first thing ever i would probably cringe you know (laughs) oh i think the first time Just and I were even doing, like, we're recording. I think we really just hit 
press record on GarageBand and just like no voice editing, no nothing. Just like, and I'll look at some of the videos even or that like I posted or edited that I thought was so cool. And I'm like, what? Like what the heck? <laughs> we got a uh we gotta repost the first ever edition of the T with Jack D. I think that you remember that, Jack? That was that was nice. golden. That was like a fucking minute rundown, just me like yelling up the <laughs> with the Love's hat on. Yeah, uh, well, we might have to bring that back for a little throwback. All right, so let's get into some guest hosting then. Us three will bring you through uh, all of our Tom foolery here on Winging It. Um, okay, so T with Jack D coming up, some bonus NBA. An 85 year old woman was dragged and killed by an alligator while she was walking her dog in Florida. Uh, okay, bro. First of all, th this is crazy. I, I don't know if I could go. Are we retiring in Florida? You you're supposed to go there to escape and longevity, uh, you know, extend your life, not uh, put it in danger walking your dog. That's, yeah. that's, that's the most Florida thing I've heard all week. Literally. Yeah, that's like, I mean, maybe just like don't go near the wall, like walk near the water as an 85 year old woman. Like it's probably not as it is. Walking their dogs? It, yeah. exactly i mean how can you avoid it too you see some of those tiktoks where it's like it's just you go know, guys coming up to these fresh water just kind of you know just puddles and then something will pop out uh yeah. you know i'm more of arizona for my retirement than florida you know if i had to yeah. choose i guess yeah that whole like swamp jungle forest all those like wild animals living next to you i don't that's not peaceful living to me i'm sorry if it's some deer running around the woods that's fine mm -hmm. but no i can't do all that like there's just no way I can't do it. Not swamp. It's like the South. It's almost I remember driving down to PCB and it's like, you know, you finally get into the boonies a little bit and you're like, where am I? Yeah. Um <laughs> which we learned a little bit more with the Murdoch mysteries, which I finally finished, Jack. Uh, do you have any thoughts on the trial which is ongoing? I mean, it's crazy. I mean, like you could see the southern knit town, outer banks is super viral again with the new season. It's just crazy. The South in general to me. Well, so first off, did you were you a little more intrigued as you went on, or were you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say like it's a lot of buildup, but it does kind of make sense. Like they literally give you the backstory. It's kind of crazy that they like were able to interview every person that was on the boat and yeah. their parents. Like, right? Exactly. Cam, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but it's like this big. I was reading a little bit about it as yeah, you. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's crazy. This family has like run this town for like centuries, basically, and like. But I've been watching, Dylan, I watched, uh, like, the prosecutor's cross-examination of him. And, like, it's pretty Is he toast? Like, what's going I on mean, in court right dude, now? Well, he's, like, a lawyer, so, like, he, right. like, he's finessing up there. He's, like, I'm watching a breakdown on TikTok of, like, some, like, person, like, analyzing, like, his body movement and, like, the, what he's saying. And, like, he does all this little shit. Like, he calls, he refers to his son, whose name is Paul, as Paw Paw. And his wife Maggie is Mags in the entire deposition, but yeah. not once to any law enforcement, to any tape, any recording they have of him. He never called them by that. So like he's doing that. He's trying to play on the emotions of the jury. It's like just super interesting. Damn. I feel like the law is gonna get away from that somehow, you know, because he's a finesser. Yeah. Um, I mean he's know. been finessing forever. Yeah. Um, so we'll have to keep an eye on that. I feel like it was, you know, what, a year ago where we were all into uh, Depp v. Heard, but now we've actually got the uh, Murdaugh murders. Yeah. Cam, I would suggest watching that if you have any free time. It's really interesting. Three episodes on Netflix, not bad. Mm -hmm. um, we can't catch a break. This this guy's taken everyone. 
Pete Davidson and Ice Spice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we just saw that yesterday. What? <laughs> this man. I mean, uh, first of all, all right. So again, I color me a newbie here. So who's Ice Spice? You know, there's all this. If you know, I I kind of checked out at Nicki Minaj, I guess, on the women's side of rapping. But Glorilla's popping off now too. I mean, it's a whole nother. Game. You missed. You missed out. If you checked out on Nicki Minaj, you definitely missed out a lot. I would. I know, you're probably really familiar with Cardi B, of course, but like after those two, yeah. it's like cluttered with a whole bunch of just like whatever. And Ice Spice had like one really like viral song, and she's got this orange like curl. These orange curls that like everybody loves. They look great, honestly. I won't lie. They do. It's just unique. And so she just is on the Bronx drill scene and all that, but. I mean, huh. P-day shooting percentages got to be shooting 50, 40, 90. Yes. <laughs> no, he, he legit is. And it's like he's almost – he's picking his spot. You know, who's got more Riz? I want? Is it Jack Harlow or Pete Davidson? Because they're both – Who was he sitting courtside with at the Knicks game? Emma, what's her name? Yeah. yeah. Oh, right at Jow- Yeah, right at Jow- yeah. I think he just, like, picks the most viral, like, girl and probably is like, yo, like – That's up? what I'm saying. Like, it's he's picking viral people where people are going to be like, holy shit, he's on to who now? Like, like Mark – yeah, he's like marketing himself through who he's like dating or just smashing at the time. And I mean, shit. Did we see, uh, did you guys check out the trailer for White Men Can't Jump uh, with uh, Jack Harlow? What are our thoughts in there? I, I got a little cheese factor. Yeah. Go ahead, Jack. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I mean, I like, I want it to be good, but I feel like every remake of like a classic movie like that is never good. Like, it's just like, I don't know. That's it. That's exactly. Oh, what Jam wasn't that. I didn't even see that, but I heard that wasn't. I didn't even. I didn't even. No, I didn't even want to see that because yeah. it's just. I don't know. Not that it's like I don't want to see LeBron like corny act. It's just the sequel is just. It's just never. It's just never it. Like yeah. it's like what was the huge? There was a huge deal. I remember about like was it Lion King two? It was supposed to be like yeah. the movie. Yeah. Everything like, it came out and everybody was like, "I who gives a shit?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, that's like, a great point. But like White Man Can't Jump, the original is awesome. Yeah, that's a good, that's a great movie. How about not to totally divulge or divert, but how about Woody Harrelson just going on a SNL kind of conspiracy theories uh, spree this past Saturday? I haven't seen that. Oh, you should look it up. It was just like, I mean, I don't even know what to believe anymore because now you've got uh, parts of our government saying, yeah, it was a lab. Yeah, you know, Fauci, (laughs) Wuhan. Yeah. Confusing. But Woody Harrelson uh, stoked the fire a little bit, so maybe check that out if it interests you. Um, last thing for me, a little mind fuck, a little twisted mind here. <laughs> I hope this doesn't offend anyone. You never know if it offends in this day and age. But if you were a chick, okay, us three, if we were, uh, you know, a female, would you do OnlyFans? Holy, I did not know that's where this was going. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we hit the hard pressing topics here. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So I I will say no, but I understand why girls are doing it. Because <laughs> I mean, here so here's my thought process, I guess, into this is like, okay, you know. I again too like I think there's a lot of factors. Are you in a relationship? But then there's some relationships where you look at it's like Steve will do it, where it's like okay, you know that's fine. It's not like you're just showing off yourself. It's like if you were dating a model, 
you know, like what dating a Victoria's Secret model and she shows off in a magazine. This is just the new age of that, you know, but then there's like DMs and you get these creeps and, you know, it can't feel good if it's got to be tough on a boyfriend, no matter what scenario. Right. If you're a wow, if you're a boyfriend in that scenario, do you do you make the content with them? Do you like <laughs> true? Yep. No, there's extra things that could go in there too. And I guess we should also say, you know, I guess we also have the ability to start an OnlyFans as males. I mean, um, but if your boyfriend is doing an OnlyFans, I better be seeing some sort of like royalties from that. I'm not gonna... <laughs> but you know, that's a great point too. I mean, I like it. I res- it, like. I mean, they make so much, some of them make so much fucking money that, like, I can't hate on that. Like, that's fucking insane. She started doing OnlyFans, and I'm like, yeah, you probably should. Yeah. And <laughs> like, like, if you getting your bag, like, why turn down money? You know, I can understand it. But then, again, it's like, all right, what if I have a daughter? And it's like, you know, she comes to me, hey, should I... There's an opportunity here, but I was just like, come on. Yeah, my friends are, you know, my 40-year-old friends gonna be like, hey, uh, did you check yeah, the updates right? today? But I will say, like, for me personally to do it, what I would consider are, which really shows how creepy guys are, are there's girls that have OnlyFans that they don't even go, like, full on, like, they don't even show anything. And they're just getting, it's like, all right, I'm I'm in. Like, yeah, and then you you can, women can, like, charge just for, like, personal messages. And (laughs) it's just, there's so many, like, different paywalls to see. And it's just like, like, I know girls that I know that, like you walk past if you went out and they have OnlyFans and they charge like twenty twenty five dollars a month for like swimsuit pics and I'm just like, yeah, it works. I can't hate it. I mean, it works. So it's like, I don't know. Like if some if someone wanted to see my ugly ass feet, I'd start Feet Finder tomorrow. Like straight up. Like yeah, that's a, that's a hustle. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the most shock. Like that's the shocking thing is like there is a model for it. Like and it's lucrative from what we've seen. What is, um, what is the what are the tax ramifications on that? <laughs> I think these people are just so pumped. Before girls were sending you nudes on Snapchat, now they're getting money for those, you know, and people are subscribing. I bet it's probably like you're like a 1099, like sports gambling. You have to report mm-hmm. your winnings. It's probably like income tax, I guess. Right. Yeah. Um. All right. Just food for thought there. Uh, that's it out of me. Uh, I've been binging you, Jack, uh, in terms of suggestions. I love Penn Badgley. Um, it's just an easy watch, but I'm on season four and it's like, what is he going to stalk someone new every, you know, oh, every you're just season. got the season four. Yeah. A couple episodes in I'm like, okay. okay. It's it, they at least went a, a little bit, Switch of, it a little bit. Like, yeah. Like a different story a little bit, but end of season four is well, part one is great. Like part two comes out in next yeah. eight, the ninth. Yep, it coming in March. It's a perfect uh, eight out of ten for me. You know, yeah. like just easy watch. And you can um, watch it with like your significant other too. They enjoy it usually. So like, so Penn Badgley went from Gossip Girl and then to this, right? Yeah, he's a he's a good actor, I think. Beginning, Jack. Come on, man. Yeah, come on. We were on Gossip Girl, <laughs> dude. Straight. Jack's up. on everything, but he is the guy we go to for all suggestions he's and uh, actor on that show. By far, actually. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, he probably and they didn't tell him till the very. He said they didn't tell him till the very like last couple screen readings that he was going to be Gossip Girl. Oh wow! Okay. Like because they because they could have taken it in like any direction the way they had it, but um, yeah, it's just interesting. He's like really good at playing and fucking like all to like the new Gossip whatever the hell they have now trash. 
I watched like two minutes of it. I'm like, yeah, this is bogus. These are like knockoff, like Charles Basses. I'm um, like, all right. Dude, th- that 90s show. Oh, my God. <laughs> How I Met Your Father. Oh. You know, the sequels. Yeah. Hil- it's Hillary Duff is the chick on How I Met Your Father, like How I Met Your Mother. But yeah. And I heard it's brutal. I haven't checked it, it out. But yeah. That 90s show, that's got to be the worst television ever. Holy. I don't yeah. even all right. Um, all right, let's get into some tea, and then we'll wrap up with some NBA Cameron Scales with us here, having some fun on winging it. All right. Um, so Kodak Black was in court today because he violated parole because failed the drug test, tested positive for fentanyl, which is a whole nother, like, whoa, like, what are you doing? But shows up to court in an all-pink suit, and then before court starts, he walks up to the judge's stand because she has like a little bowl on there and he's like can i have a jolly rancher <laughs> dude i'm still weak at uh when he was apparently having sex in that booth or in that box at the florida panthers game you know remember oh, yeah. that viral moment that he ended up that he was just grinding <laughs> he's, he's doing all shit yeah like what's up with him he- i saw i saw a video of him in a basketball game the other day with him and his boy and they're like like the dreads were like super and it said these two dudes look like they just they're they're unfrozen cavemen because he's like because it was like it was like kodak black passing his friend popcorn is so wholesome because they were like laughing together eating popcorn (laughs) do you uh do you guys fuck with kodak's music more times than i I feel like i did more in college yeah that's a good way to put it back when it was like turn up time for sure i think he's you know he's only he's so young he's like 22 three so it's like seeing where he projects five years from now i don't know but i think he's better out of the newer artists who aren't that great i like it yeah i like the classics like rolling peace and all that yeah. stuff I, that was like his uh you know i feel like the height of his popularity but like you said he could come back again just as strong right. yeah. yeah uh zendaya cop in the bag negotiating one million dollars an episode for season three before you <laughs> don't we have to i was just thinking like i'm running out of shows we uh, we need barry back we need uh, euphoria back like we need some good shit back um oh go ahead though no i was just thinking like uh we're gonna have to wait for euphoria right because she's filming dune like yeah she's making just smart plays getting that back what did you guys think of season two of that because i have some interesting kind of takes on that season by the way but go ahead jack i thought i mean i thought I liked it. I yeah. definitely like season one the best, but basically me, the same for me. Yeah. My thing is with season two, I think season one was so great. And not only did like like the music that they music like style genre that they like kind of introduced and would play like for their intros and like oh, how they yeah. I think that that season one was so successful that Season two was just felt more about like the aesthetics of the show instead of like an yeah. actual storyline. And so as you're watching it, you're just kind of like, okay, you're waiting for character development. You're waiting for more stuff to just happen or more, not even more drama because I mean, it's still like high school, whatever, but <laughs> yeah. no character development as far as like, I don't know. I just would like to see in season three that they get more into Zendaya's character Rue as like just just more and there's relationship with her mom and her sister and just all of, I just would like to see more of a storyline than just aesthetics and cool lighting you know what I'm you're saying? gonna see Rue figure it out one day too I don't yeah. want her to 
fucked up forever. It's one yeah. of those shows. It's Silicon Valley was like this in the way where it was like it purposely entourage was all like this too, where it's like it pissed you off because it's like, dude, what are you, Vinny? What are you doing? You know, it's yeah. like, come on, you wanted to do one thing. Um, right. yeah, it's again. I thought the music was better in season one. Season two, I the one episode I really loved was the scene where she was just like coming off the drugs kind of withdrawal and she's just running and everything's hyper like that. I thought they directed that really well. Um, yeah, it's always funny when that dude, what is it? Barry Levinson trends. <laughs> Twitter's funny when it, whenever he's trending for something. I did really like the first episode of season two when she's like in the fucking, they have like the old like rock Steely Dan plan and she's like in the drug dealer's house and she's. Oh my God. And the, the play episode, like, yeah, I don't know. It's still it's season two. I still liked. You know, they directors, whoever is in charge of directing all that, their ideas are all amazing and they capture them really well. But like you said, there's just I just feel like I don't know, like you could watch Euphoria through Twitter. And see, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Like they kind of just wanted a bunch of just moments in their season instead of just actual like making a good following TV show. But I fucking love Fez and Ashtray. Yeah, correct. Would you hear that story that he's like wanted in LA right now for a hit and run or something yeah, like that? Yeah, really. Yeah, the actor is like, yeah, but he's a, he's actually like, like the way he talks, like he's like from like, yeah. like straight, like apparently he's like some casting director was saw him on the street and was like, you would be perfect this role and gave him a number. He's like, I thought it was a scam. I always and, hear that shit. It's like, wait, you know, Kanye did that to Big Sean. I was like, okay, great. You know, where's yeah, where, like where, where are people like, finding us here? Okay. <laughs> Um, next thing I had was what we think of the Jake Paul, Tommy Fury fight. Oh, I didn't speaking of following things on Twitter. That's how I did that for that. Basically. I love it. It was, you know, area Hawani was kind of like, Oh no, that's all fury. And then I'm like, Oh shit. Fury's winning until skip Bayless goes. I have round two to Jake Paul. Everyone's like, what? Uh, he's just on Jake Paul's nuts as was apparently the whole announcing crew. But yeah, that's, I, I thought Paul was going to win, but I guess there really was that tough switch into professional boxing where it's like okay he could go back and fight ksi they'll probably do a huge number and be entertaining but fury just outboxed him you know what do you think this does for his like pro boxing because um he made a bunch of money from that fight i guess but like what is what does that do for like his future opponents do you think like people don't care anymore do you think people still want to see him like progressively keep fighting better people See, I thought it, uh, him losing would, and now the dust is settled. And I just don't think people care. Like, I think the news cycle is so it'll just, he'll do something else. He'll fight KSI. He'll fight Salt Poppy. Uh, you know, he'll do something. <laughs> I love Salt Poppy, by the way. Yeah. He might be the new guy. Yeah, he had that interview with Bomani Jones and was like, I don't oh, know. yeah. It's like, dude, Bomani was right. He was yeah. right. I think also a lot of people were like, I can't wait till he loses so we can never care about him again. But I feel like he's going to be, he's just going to pop back up and they're entertaining fight and talk and he, shit. He's got a rematch clause too. So that's, and yeah. it's like, I don't know. I guess a lot of people, it, Sunday afternoon, like after a UFC fight on Saturday, I, I think people thought it was boring, but then maybe 50% of people were like, oh, I'd do that again. You know? What do you guys think about um, Floyd fighting on, I think it was Zeus? Here, I'm coming up pretty soon. What do you guys think about that? I just saw an article where Floyd is basically just fighting in front of like sparse crowds, all these ex- exhibition matches. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, you're the greatest ever. Why do you need money that bad? Like, rich investors who just want to. It's kind of like the way that like 
Ronaldo. If they like want to just see like Ronaldo mm-hmm. play in Saudi Arabia, they kind of just want to see Floyd box. They're going to give him. He's probably making fifty million, and he's probably going to like take a huge ownership of like Zeus and have it on there. But like, yeah. I, don't know, I just think I don't know his legacy. I just feel like he could go out a little bit better than that. No, agreed. No one goes out gracefully, though. It's like, you know, even like uh, for broadcasters, like Al Michaels, I still think is great, but you could like he's a legend, but you could tell now he doesn't even want to be there anymore. I mean, Mm -hmm. he likes the paycheck, but he gets a crap game. That dude is checked out and it does a disservice to the fans, you know, like throw Gus Johnson in there. We'll get the greatest goddamn Thursday night football game ever. Um. Travis Scott said to be dropping his new album Utopia in June. What do we think about that? We think that'll be good. Cam, what do you think? Astro World came out in 2018, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I think now officially, I think everyone's kind of over that incident that happened at that uh festival, which obviously was still unfortunate, but it I feel like he was ready to release music probably right around that time or maybe even like some months after, but the world was just not going to let that happen. But I think it's good. I think it's going to be a good album. He's got a cult fan base. So it's like, you know, I think you, you hit it right on the head is uh, he, I really liked him on Metro Boomin's latest album, you know? So that kind of gave me a little preview to like, all right, I think he's back. And like you said, he did, Outside of that one random interview he did in the public eye, which was just terrible, he kind of laid low. Yeah. And that's kind of how that's his persona. That's kind of how who he is. You don't really hear about Travis Scott doing much else besides being Kendall or Kylie Jenner's boyfriend and and a father of two now, right? Yeah. yeah. Kind of crazy. He's he's and working double fucking slaps. So yeah, that album is still it still sounds good. So yeah. um, Agreed. Uh, Live Golf premiered on the CW with only like 290,000 viewers. What do we think about that? I was one of them. (laughs) Please go tell me everything you love or hate about Live because I'm so, I just want to hear your opinion on it. I, I mean, it's just, God, I, and I was thinking about it because I, I love golf, so I had both, uh, like, I was watching both tournaments all weekend, kind of. I, oh, I checked in to live a little bit. I mean, their leaderboard is all over the place. It's interesting. I, like, I get what they're trying to do where they do shotgun starts where it's literally everyone starts on a separate hole and then everyone's rounds over at the same time. I don't know. It's like, and again, I was watching the broadcast, and I'm like, is there a soul there? I don't think there was anyone there in this Mexico event they did. It came out in court documents. They're making no revenue. Uh, You know, they had a lot of steam, but now I think it's starting to fizzle out. PGA Tour, you know, here's what it's not the end all be all. But when they're when the guy that wins the tournament is trending on Twitter for a sport as mundane, you know, and as boring as golf. That knows that you know the PGA Tour is doing all right when this happened this past weekend with Chris Kirk of all people, you know, and no one talked about Liv, even though those guys got paid. Right, right. I've heard that some people want to come back too. Yeah, Kepka's rumored wants to come back. If that starts happening, it's over. They'll fold. What is what are the proceedings for guys that want to come back? Are they just like shunned by like PGA Commission, or are they they just don't like they're just like. like as of right now, that's kind of the unspoken word, but I think they would love to take back DeChambeau. Well, Kepka, well, you think he's going to get all of his money, or do you think he's just going to be like... Eh. <laughs> that's when you get in the guaranteed contracts and shit, you know? Yeah, I don't know. It's wild. 
Well, all right. Last couple things before sports. We've gotten to some sports, but let's keep going. Uh, thought this was interesting. L.A. had its first blizzard warning for the first time since 1989. That's insane to me. I didn't even know it ever snowed there. It, so a quick story. When I was out in Cali in uh, 2017, I was out there for like 10, 10 months. And I could probably count on my hands how many times it even rained. <laughs> I was out there, it had been four or five years since they had ever even seen snow. And that where I was at was like 45 minutes east of LA. And so I saw somebody on Instagram and they were like, it was like a bunch of people just like playing in the snow. Like they didn't know what to do. Everybody's freaking out, but like they loved it because it just never happens. But that's crazy. Did they handle it well? Because I'm imagining we hear all the horror stories from Dallas, you know, of whenever it gets something there, it just shuts down the city. But I imagine something similar with LA. Well, in St. Louis can't handle a little bit <laughs> on the freaking highways. Dude, those people out in Cali are like shut down school, they shut down everything. Their businesses are closed. Like they don't, right. they don't they don't know what to do. Yeah. Um, all right. Last thing I had. All that talk of Biden student loan forgiveness. It's now oh. fate, it's now in the fate of the conservative Supreme Court. This is a great this is so this y'all is, are fucked now or yeah, they're yeah. not they're not gonna pass that. There's no way. Like that's just not a conservative viewpoint. So. That's such a blue ball. I know. Yeah. I like still don't like with that. Dude, I that's the thing. I think Biden won a lot of people over with that. I don't think that was the majority reason. But I mean, it's just like we're forgiving all these student loans, but it's like now everybody's going to just repay them back with like higher taxes and more stuff. So it's just like I get it and I get why you want to wipe all that stuff out because it would do a lot of people some favors. But yeah, I don't know. Just but also like- what it would do, because I know and this is I'm trying to work on this. I'm trying to be more money conscious and bring back spending. But like if, you know, say I all of a sudden got debt forgiveness. I would be like, all right, shit, what should I buy today? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right, I got a little wiggle room. What are we, golf simulator? All right. And then that would just fuck up inflation, you know? Yeah. Um. All right. And then the couple of things I had to watch on Netflix, Murdoch Murders Doc, you, new season of Outer Banks, and then the full swing PGA uh, thing is sweet. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. I just finished it actually. So, the full swing thing, is that like kind of like what F1 did? With- Literally made by the same F1 people, but they – it's it's super cool like they dive deep into some cool stuff they do i almost like so i really like the first episode because they talk about live too or the first couple episodes and it's like i watch all these tournaments too so i was kind of like i care a little bit more about the golf action than like the interviews so to speak it's like mita Pereiro. i'm like okay do i really need to know everything about mito um so i was kind of like flipping around but overall great series first episode with JT and Speed though is fucking yes. Crazy. Oh, that was great. I watched it all the way through. That was that I did see that one. Yeah, that's the one I did see. I'm like, yeah. look, something on Netflix that was like super. But yeah, that's just cool. Yeah. All right, so that's the T. Good to get some suggestions as well. Let's get out of here with a good old-fashioned uh, NBA debate here. Jack's got some good ta- topics. Again, I encourage you to check out uh, Cameron Scales here, Cameron underscore Scales on Twitter, so you can get some of this hoops knowledge. And let's break it down, fellas. Okay, we'll start with some some injuries. So, um, Lamelo done for the year with a fractured ankle. What's up with you? Think Cam? What do you think about that? Um, everything. It always just seems to be his ankle every single time. Um, 
him and his brother, just their lower leg injuries. I, I mean, I won't speak on it, but the healthiest I ever was with my lower, like I literally never, after my leg surgery went to them, whatever, I never missed a practice, never missed a game. And it was simply just putting, adding strength into your legs. And I think that literally LaMelo and Lonzo just need to fucking hit some fucking squats and like <laughs> just build that muscle up in their legs. And they will fix a lot of those issues because Lonzo with the needs, but it's a bunch of just like stress and LaMelo with his ankles. It's just kind of like what Steph Curry had to deal with when he was, you know, coming into the league. And I just, I mean, you don't want it to hinder somebody like LaMelo because he's a, he's a lot better than what people think. Oh, I think yeah. they LaMelo ball and they're like, Oh, they think of all this like bullshit from like his past and like in high school, but he's good. Dude, I I love watching him play. You know, okay, I love points. I love dunks. That's all Anthony Edwards does. I like the ability to can six threes and also still want to dish out 12 assists and make it look pretty. Fair. I love your Anthony Edwards and LaMelo ball back and forth. I love it because they're both going to be really good. It's not like one of them is worse. The other one's going to be top 10 players by the time they're 27, probably. I mean, it's a great debate. You know, one, th- I love how Wiseman just gets lost in the middle of it because it's like, you know, it should have been God. And like, my thing is, you know, half of it is tongue in cheek, but I, I do like, I do think Lomelo is like, and people call me crazy when I'm like, all right, yeah, Lomelo hasn't done any winning, but if you drafted him number one and had Lomelo with cat, that yeah. is a lot more dynamic than two yeah. guys who want the ball in their hands 24 seven. What I've read a lot is about that 2020 draft was interesting because there was no tr- pre-draft workouts. Yeah, and so okay, right. I fully believe that the Warriors never take James Wiseman. They probably take Lamelo number two just because he's the next best player available. But those no pre-draft workouts, I think, is kind of what had Wiseman so high. I think Wiseman probably falls out of the top five if he has those workouts. And Lamelo and Anthony Edwards is probably a bigger discussion at number one than what it was because Anthony Edwards was touted to go number one as soon as the season was over. And I'm like, well, LaMelo Ball is not that far behind. It's just everybody gave him shit for the league he was playing in Australia, which right, the same league that Victor Wembanyama is playing in. So it's like, what are we doing? And it's like Simmons, too. was like, see, I actually liked the fact that LaMelo was playing against grown men. You know, yeah. and Anthony Edwards was getting trounced but putting up points for Georgia. You know, he couldn't even – he didn't do any winning there. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, no, I'm the ire of the Twin Cities for my Anthony Edwards takes. But, uh, I mean, what's <laughs> happening? First of all, I mean, it's funny because it's like – it's more the Glenn Taylor. Like, this guy's been robbing the city of Minneapolis for 20 years by putting just, you know, crap team after crap team. Jimmy Butler, Tom Thibodeau. You know, what's been going on there? And now it's like, okay, you trade for Rudy. You get a new guy, GM, and he makes arguably one of the dumbest trades we've seen in the last two decades. Um, franchise completely set back. You sell it to A-Rod, of all people. Like, the last thing to just kind of backhand the city of, A-Rod has no idea what he's doing. He's going to move the franchise to Las Vegas. Like, A-Rod doesn't even like it up here, you know? Right. Yeah, good point. All right, that was a good first topic. I love it. All right. Um Cam, how serious do we think the LeBron ankle injury is, and what do you think of the new look Lakers? I don't think it's his ankle. I think he, I think he broke a bone in his foot, and I really think that, like, I don't want to say this, but this is very reminiscent to when Kobe tore his Achilles in 2013. 
Kobe had him in the playoffs. LeBron didn't have doesn't have the Lakers in the playoffs right now, but there's the plan, so it's a little bit different. But Kobe had the Lakers at I want to say like 45 and something, and he tore his Achilles just going in every single night and scoring 30. And I'm not gonna say that this was a stress injury. It could have just been a freak accident, but I don't know. I've he's missed like this will be he'll be over a hundred games missed since he's joined the Lakers and it just it just kind of sucks. It just kind of sucks. One of my favorite things I did a couple of weeks ago is like I can't believe he's still doing this at such a high level. Like go so he was drafted in 2003. Go look at even the 2009 NBA draft and see some of the guys that have retired who are 6 years older than LeBron or younger than LeBron and he's still doing what he is, you know. It's crazy. Uh yeah. steroids? No. Okay. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll save it. Right. LeBron goes overseas and gets a little bit of, you know, medical help. I'll just leave it. I, I mean, he does. He's documented that he spends like tens of millions on his body. Yeah. Something a little illegal maybe slip in there. I mean, it's crazy what he's doing. But hey, Brady too. I mean, what what are we doing? Yeah. Now he's in the mirror taking pictures of himself in the underwear. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that came out today. I don't know if it's true. I don't know if it's true, but apparently he's like, gonna try to get into stand-up comedy <laughs> yeah i don't know if that was a joke like apparently he's doing a roast or someone's gonna roast him three different like credible sources were like yeah tom brady's gonna like go try comedy and his like inner circle is like telling him not to do it and i'm like oh <laughs> and now opening up for little sasquatch here's tom brady yeah like literally what kind of crowd does that draw um okay <laughs> The biggest thing in basketball, KD debut tomorrow. What do we think about mm. the Celtics game? I I wanted KD to get out of Brooklyn probably the year that when he when they lost, when he had his foot on the line against the Bucks, that was kind of like that's the, probably the best they're gonna do because he even still had Harden at that point. Mm-hmm. But I think him, Chris Paul, and Devin Booker can figure it out. Those three alone are good enough to figure it out and keep them afloat. But I just worry about I just worry about their bench and we can keep on saying KD this, KD that, but you know, this will be, you know, every team that he's been on, he's missed stretches of games due to lower leg, lower body injuries. And so coming off a of sprain MCL, I mean, I know when he did it last year, he sprained his other MCL. He came back and was just right back to it, 30 points a game, whatever. But I think he's just on a new team, different dynamic. He hasn't played with any of these guys yet, and you've got, what, 19, 20 games left. And I just – I want to see who they draw in the first round of the playoffs because it, it could be very interesting. But I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see KD on a new team, and he's back in the West. So hopefully we get a KD and LeBron matchup at some point. Or Shit, him yeah. and the Warriors, you know. Yeah. Like, that's even exciting. Um, yeah. yeah, I'm excited to see how he plays with Chris Paul. Chris Paul is one of my favorite players. Like, I love a good sister, you know, so he's one of the best to ever do it. So I love watching him play. He makes every team on him better. And now, yeah, now you got Booker, KD. Let's not forget about Aiton, you know, even though he's just kind of a standstill hat rack, but that's still not a bad, uh, you know, second or, you know, fourth option. Um, West is wide open to me. You know, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I have a Nuggets future I took kind of early in the season. So, I mean, what's funny about the NBA is like, okay, it doesn't matter if it's not until you win the Western Conference. Regular season doesn't mean crap. So it's like, all right, you got to do it in the playoffs, Nicola. I think think it's his year. I think it's his year to do it. I I love Jokic's game. Um, Everything about it is just so – 
it's so it's so skilled that it it almost looks too effortless to where you don't want to give enough credit because yeah. it's like he passes the ball he just kind of like ah oh, fuck it assist like whatever oh i'll just shoot it barely jump get off the ground and i whatever i won't dunk the ball ever and i'm never gonna like pump my chest or say I'm the best player in the world. Like he just kind of just goes. And if he has a night, like he had another 30, 15 and 10 or whatever, it's just like, okay. And we're at that point now with Jokic, he's won two in a row. I think he should win three in a row. And, you know, he won it when they were the sixth seed. If they're going to be the one seed, then he deserves it. I just, I think that they'll be able to put it together in the playoffs. It's just going to be up to everybody else in their team to do it. And Jamal Murray back. Porter Jr. How about rep SDL? He's looking pretty damn good now. Um, yeah, that'd be fun. I thought I had something. To, oh, he's minus three hundred to three Pete for the MVP. I think he's going to. I agree with you. Um, and yeah, yeah. All right, last couple topics I had. Um, that Dame performance was pretty crazy. You think he's like what? He he's pretty like he seems like he's pretty like adamant that you know I'm not going to go try to be on a super team. Like I'm going to well, stay. Here's a great quote that he actually put out today, and it's true because you can even look at it in somebody like Katie's situation, LeBron's even, and it's like the grass is not always greener on the other side. And so he said Russell Westbrook, who, if you remember that summer of 2016 when Katie left, Russell signed a two-year extension, and everybody was like, oh, go Russell, we love you, whatever. A, two years later, they were ready to get his ass out of there. Yeah. yeah. No. On his fourth or fifth team in consecutive years – and it's like, well, how much better does Russell Westbrook's career look if he stays in Oklahoma City or in if it works out in Houston? And the same thing with KD. He leaves Golden State after winning two titles. Obviously, everything in Brooklyn went left. And then you had everybody saying, oh, you should go back to Golden State. And he's probably sitting there <laughs> What the fuck? Like, <laughs> for all of you, and now I'm in the worst predicament I could ever be in as a basketball player, and I'm getting shit for now trying to lead my own team. And so it's like, if Dane goes anywhere and doesn't win, it's like, what does he think? Because there's no situation he's going into where it's his own team. He walks into the building and everybody knows him. He knows everybody. Like he gets all the preferential treatment that he, you know, he can want. Not saying that he needs it or wants it, but I just somebody is going to go to Portland and it's going to come full circle for him. And he's, he's going to get a good teammate to run with him. I don't know if he ever wins. It'd be like a Dallas 2011 situation where everything just kind of comes together at the right time. But as, if teams keep stacking players, I mean, it's just going to be the inevitable where he's just going to have an ugly situation when he leaves. And you're going to have to trade for somebody. Nobody's got bro. I went, I went to Portland once never again. I mean that place is a dump, uh, but they they love him there, you know. So that's why I I'll totally understand why he wouldn't want to leave too. He's embraced, but yeah, I mean, who else are you gonna get to go there? It ain't South Beach? Definitely not. Uh, all right, then last couple of things. This isn't really a big one. Pat Bev just has me for some reason so fucking weak. I think he's hilarious. <laughs> he's the always, Pat Bev effect. I mean, the Bulls. Today he claims he requested a trade. But on his podcast the other day, he said that he, he his agent was came to his house and was like, "Yeah, you're getting traded." And I just <laughs> think. Do you think he requested a trade? Like, is he like like is he of a caliber enough to request a trade, or like would he get? Anybody can technically request a trade. You don't really have any leeway because it's like, what would the team get back if they trade you? It's probably not going to be anything. But, I mean, Pat Bev, 
I don't know. It's as far as a guy like bouncing from team to team, it's kind of like what it looks like his career is going to be to be that like spark plug guy that yeah. like ignites a locker room. But he's just <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I just don't understand why uh you know, yeah, wait, he wanted what he thought he wanted did he not think the Lakers were a contender? He wasn't playing with the best player, you know, in the universe. Uh he wanted to go to the Orlando Magic. Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. And then of course has the buyout option. I, I think he's kind of full of shit. Just the shit he does, like with the camera and stuff. Like I just yeah, I think Tina, man. He's just gonna he's yeah. gonna say what's on the top of his mind because if he says anything condensed, it's gonna look like it's just not gonna look like him. So, bro, the Pat Bev pod, um, which like, is a no. It's I mean, yeah. Oh my god, you want to talk about stealing money from Barstool? I mean, it's basically just you know Pat Bev drinking wine, going through his phone. Oh yeah, my buddy said he checked out the pod today. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I say good pod sarcastically. I just I don't know. He's don't interesting know. though, you know. Yeah. Exactly. I like him and Roan's dynamic, kind of. No, they're cool. turning into, like, friends. That's what I yeah. will say is cool is Roan's like, man, I hope, you know, Orlando. He's like, I'm rooting for you, man. Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Roan's a good guy. Yeah. Uh, okay, then last two things are two questions. One, Cam, who's someone that isn't, like, one of the top five that you've really enjoyed, like, ho- watching Hoop this year? Like, from a betting perspective, like, Julius Randle has been fucking scoring out his ass. Um, my question. Okay, that's a that's a really good question. I would say, um, I think it's the bigs this year because it's it's like you're seeing 15 rebound games, 20 rebound games, and um, Zubac from the Clippers is a 12 rebound threat every night. Valanciunas and Sabonis are 15 rebound threats um, every single night, and obviously rebounding is an effort thing, but the dudes are in all these threes that are getting chucked up and stuff like that. It's just kind of like stealing just extra three rounds a quarter. Um, so I think it's the bigs this year. Joel Embiid is his combos are good for almost every night. Um, but I would say as far as if you want to go guards, um, you said Julius Randle. I think Jalen Brunson is not only is he underrated, his contract has become out underrated. Yeah. And, you know, he might have the Knicks in the playoffs. Who knows? He just, I don't know. I uh I did not think that Brunson thing was going to work out, and who knows, maybe it's a one and done in the playoffs. But he, yeah, him and Randall have been fun to watch. And the Knicks, you know, basketball, the NBA is better when the Knicks are good, which has never happened in our life, you know. Yeah. Um, I've like last, I, I just like seeing the return of the Claw. I think Kawhi, I God, I drafted him on my fantasy team. I'm going, is this dude even going to play this year? And he's worked yeah. through it, and he's been absolutely dominant. I got a, randomly got a Kawhi jersey, which I love too. So, oh, like, dude, so he's Kawhi, first part of the season when he was playing weird minutes, and then he would just sit out like three games whenever. I just didn't really know what's going, but I mean, when Kawhi Leonard is healthy, he's oh. I mean, the show. That's basketball to its purest form. If you want to watch somebody just be about their business and do their thing, it's it's a great show to watch. If you want to talk about players who lose me money. We can go. That list is very long. It starts with Zach Levine. Oh my God! Yeah, the organization is in disarray. But Zach Levine is another one of those guys where it's like I almost try to stay away from. Even if they're playing the Hornets or the Rockets, I'm like, dude, I don't know. He might come out and have like 15 points against the Rockets and like 40 against the Pacers. It's like I don't. Tyrese nah. is a great, great option of it. 
I keep going back to guys I like, but yeah, Zach Levine, not a good. Maurice is a, a disher for sure. But no, nah, you know who's been losing me a fuck ton of money ever since they dropped 71? It's motherfucking Donovan Mitchell. Your boy yeah. Spider. Yeah. yeah. Like Jack's Twitter has been weak, long. by the way. I just gotta say that. <laughs> Jack's always just tweeting at Spider. Dude, you blow now. Yeah. <laughs> Jack tweeting about players losing their money in fucking Chipotle, fucking some shit. <laughs> Or at a restaurant being like, your guys' service is terrible. Like, I, I live for that shit on my timeline. Hey, they always give me a gift card. But all right, last question I had for Cam is I know Dylan said he had a future on the Nuggets. Who's kind of realistically, who do you think could win and who's kind of like a dark horse? Um. Okay, my my dark horse team in the middle of the season would have definitely been New Orleans, but obviously with Zion done for. My dark horse I don't even – I don't even – Or not Dark Horse, but, like, who who do you – like, just a couple that you think are, like, actually – The Nuggets are legit this year if Jokic is going to, like – if he's going to play defense in the playoffs and their team is just going to help him out on defensive end, I think they're legit. But I think it starts and stops with whoever comes out of the East, whether it's Bucks or the Celtics. And the Bucks just play great basketball, and they play really well without Giannis. Because Drew Holiday is another underrated guy who's going to make an all-NBA team this year after everybody thought he should have been an all-star. Um, they just they just have a good team. Um, the Celtics, I think, which is weird because we, like, we don't know Jason, but, like, it's weird that he's, like, being talked about in this light where it's, like, if he doesn't do well in this playoffs, they bow early, it's going to be, like, pressure on Jason to fucking win a title. It's, like, yeah. holy shit, like, he's only 24, but um, – I would say, yeah, it's between the Celtics and the Bucks. I think the Nuggets, if they get out of the West, they're a scary team just because playing in Denver in the finals, like, shit, that might be tough. But um, then I think it's either them or Phoenix. I think Phoenix could surprisingly be really, really good because I think even though the Suns got uh, KD, I still think Devin Booker could be their best player as far as the rest of the season goes. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping the Nuggets get it done kind of wide open west. I'm excited to see KD play. <clears throat> Excuse me, minutes restriction. I think I saw Wednesday. I don't know if that's going to be continuing. Um oh. yeah, you mentioned the Bucks. I, you know, the Bucks la- the East is loaded. Last year they didn't have Middleton. Middleton's back. Middleton yeah. obviously a big part of when they won that championship, which we, we want to get into conspiracy theories. Have you heard that Giannis had COVID during that finals, but they kind of swept that under the rug and just kind of didn't want to postpone the finals? Uh, one of those weird NBA years, right? But Giannis gets the ring. He's dealing with injury. God, he's on my fantasy team too. You never, it's like you lock in lineups. It's tough. You never know who's playing. But yeah, I would go Bucks Nuggets, which I don't know if the NBA is going to be thrilled about, but I think NBA fans would be. Yeah. I think the, I think the small market NBA finals would be, would be okay only because, the stars around yeah the rhetoric on twitter is just you know i think people hated when we got Cavs and warriors for so long and then we didn't get it for a while and it's like oh we kind of missed that but it's like i don't really think you do i think you kind of do like want to see Jokic go for his first ring you want to see Giannis get possibly another one um you want to see kd win on a different team like there's just a lot of storylines but yeah i i think you know i think milwaukee is that's an interesting story this was fun, gentlemen, winging it. Uh, great to get Cameron Scales on with us here. 
Um, great check out his podcast, Pop Culture Playbook. He's a great follow on Instagram and TikTok. Cameron.scales on Instagram, Cameron underscore uh underscore scales on Twitter. Cam, anything we missed? Uh, you want to promote your stuff and thanks for hopping on. Appreciate you guys having me on. I would love to do this again. Um, pop culture playbook is a name that kind of just came about and it kind of just rolled off the tongue well. And I was like, damn, this kind of sounds pretty good. Um, I've been wanting to do just different forms of content, like just the straight audio, like I said. Um, but other than that, man, I just, I enjoy watching other people's content. I enjoy learning from other people. And uh, you guys do a good job on this podcast. And I always enjoy watching. I think the experience of watching, even just the reactions of your guys' faces are always. So um, love like Duarte and Bursic on the pod. Um, but yeah, just keep doing what you guys are doing, man. I'm going to keep being a fan, keep watching, keep reposting the stuff. And, you know, I enjoy it. Yeah, love it, man. We'd have to get you back on. Maybe NBA Finals. We'll we'll circle back and kind of do this again and see what we uh, learned or hit or did not. Um, cool. Good stuff. All right, Jack, appreciate it. Cameron Scales, appreciate it. Winging it. We'll talk. Uh, we're off next week. I'm going to Dominican, so we'll be back in two weeks. And uh, always keep it locked with us here.